Welcome to the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. I am so happy that you are here. This is where women who are exhausted and weary discover a true, simple, and sustainable path to health, even with Hashimoto's. You can be healthy. Even today, getting 1% healthier, it sure adds up every day. 1% healthier is not a huge, overwhelming goal, but it's doable. 1% every day is doable. And on today's podcast episode, I am sharing with you five different tangible ways to de-stress because stress is a Hashimoto's trigger. It's a trigger that can cause autoimmune problems and Hashimoto's is an autoimmune problem. Stress is also a trigger for flares. It can make us feel worse. When we are under stress, our immune system does not work as well as when we're not under stress. Stress is a huge deal. And that's why I talk about it so much on this podcast, because I know that you are under stress. So I'm going to share five different categories of tangible ways to de-stress. Now, I thought about this because I was scrolling Instagram and I follow a couple artists and I love watching them create. I have gotten into pottery kicks and I will watch people with the wheel and they're throwing pots and bowls and I just love watching them create and it's soothing just to watch. But as I'm watching, I'm imagining doing it. And sometimes I'm like, I could never do that. I don't even want to try because it's, I'm going to fail. And that's a horrible mindset. When I hear my kids say that, oh man, I get after them because I do not want them to set these artificial limits on their own creativity and their own skills. Everybody starts out at a new skill as a beginner. You don't start out as an expert. So with pottery, you know, I go back to my roots with Play-Doh. <laughs> I loved Play-Doh as a kid. And the thing about art, process art, is you get to enjoy the process of making. And I have to tell you, with Play-Doh, I just like squishing it and rolling out the ropes or the snakes and making it into different shapes. I never really had an end goal in mind when I was making Play-Doh stuff, at least not as a parent. I don't necessarily remember way back to when I was a preschooler, but I know that I like playing with the Play-Doh more than creating something. And that brings me back to Instagram reels. I have been on a watercolor kick lately. I've been watching reels where the artists create watercolors and teach you. And one of the artists that I follow, she is at andrea.nelson.art. I will link her Instagram below. She said something once. She was making this uh, just lines on the paper and then painting. And it, she said that initially she started to paint each little blob in its own color. And then she realized that's not how she likes to do art. She just likes the process. And it was like a light bulb moment for me. I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't have to create the finished product. I can enjoy the process. And that is when I learned or maybe noticed the title of process art. So you can have process art and then you can have product art. Today, when we're talking about de-stressing, tangible ways to de-stress, I'm talking to you about process art. 
with process art, there are few, if any, directions to be followed. There are no right or wrong ways to do it. You can focus on exploring the materials or the tools or the techniques, and every finished product will look different. Now that is in general for process art. Of the five categories, some of them do have more rules than others, but you get into the rhythm so that it slows your brain down. It helps you distress. It helps you to just B. So let's go over the five categories. The first one is directed art. So this actually has a goal. It has an, an end product. When I think of this type of art, I think of diamond art. So those are the big pictures you can get, or I guess they come in little ones too. And there's a whole ton of teeny tiny little plastic gems of different colors. It's almost like a paint by number, except you're placing these teeny tiny gems or diamonds on the page until it's full and you make a beautiful picture. Now that is process art to me because it's directed, but you just get in this groove, pick up a little gem, put it on, pick up a gem, put it on. The same thing with paint by sticker. My kids love paint by sticker books. It's the same thing as a paint by number, except they go to the the sticker sheet and they pull off a little sticker and it goes in a specific spot. Paint by number would be the same thing. It is directed, but it gets you into that groove where you get to slow down. A latch hook would be the same. And then one that I never really considered as like process art until I watched a reel on Instagram by John Acuff. He likes to build Lego cars. And he said that when he is working on a Lego project, it helps his brain to slow down. It helps him to just be. It helps him to focus on the task at hand, but it helps lower his stress. I will have a link to that specific reel down below in the show notes. And even if you're not on Instagram, I believe that you can click on these links and you can watch the reel even while you're not a member or, you know, logged into Instagram. So you can watch that and hear him talk about why he loves building Legos as an adult. So those are some directed art things that you can do where you have a finished product. Now, the next category is fiber art. These are similar where you kind of know the end product, but it's that rhythmic doing the same thing over and over. Think crocheting and knitting, cross stitch, or weaving and macrame. You're tying these knots and you're just working with the fiber. You just release the stress as you're working with your hands, as you're feeling the yarn and the different fibers in your hands. It's a way to lower your stress. Now, sometimes these things can increase your stress. You have to know yourself and you have to know, is this something where I can enjoy the process even as a beginner or is this totally stressing me out? Only you can answer that question for yourself. I personally can't do crocheting for very long. I want to want to do it and then when I start, Obviously, I am too stressed or something because my stitches are super tight. And then as I turn it over and start the next row, I have a hard time. I get frustrated and it increases my stress. I, I don't know that I've ever really gotten into crocheting enough where it lowers my stress. The same thing with knitting. When you're a beginner, it can be hard. But after you get into that rhythm, it can lower your stress. So know yourself can I work on this as a beginner and enjoy it? And then once you get 
good at it, you kind of like do it on autopilot and it de-stresses your mind and your body. Same thing with cross-stitch. You're making these teeny tiny X's and you get into the rhythm. You know when to change your colors and you know what your goal is, but you get to enjoy the process of creating and doing the same thing over and over, which does help your mind to relax. It helps your body to de-stress as well. So the fiber art, it contains uh, crocheting, knitting, cross-stitch, weaving, macrame, quilting, and embroidery. One of my friends, she is a very successful coach. She is a business coach. And in between calls, she will do some quilting. She'll cut out the little swatches of fabric and then she'll actually sew some of them. She does some of it on the machine and she does some of it by hand and it helps her to release the last call, to get ready for the next call, to slow her mind, to just be. I love that she has incorporated quilting into a hugely successful career as a business coach. So far, we've gone over two categories, the directed art and the fiber art. Now, these are categories that I made up the names for. Maybe you have a better name for it, but I figured it made sense to what I was putting into that category. The next category is the, more the painting and the drawing. A few years ago, for my kids, I bought two different books, and they are called, number one, Zen Tangle for Kids, and the second one is Tangle Art and Drawing Games for Kids. Both of these books, it's about the process. It's about repetitive designs. And out of the two of them, we liked the Tangle Art one best. I will read to you a little bit from the back. It says, it's perfect for families who want to sneak a little more creativity into their lives and have fun doing it. It's about exploring, experimenting, and getting lost in creativity. It's not focused on goals, but on enjoying the process. And this book really was enjoyable. Not all of the activities in this book are necessarily process art, but the ones that aren't will generate like community and laughter. For example, one of the games is to draw with your foot. That one, it's going to end in laughter if you're doing it with a group because you are not going to be good. <laughs> At least I haven't met anybody who can draw well with their foot. Maybe you are the abnormal one and you are quite an exquisite artist with your foot. I would love to see it. No matter what, I would love to see your process art. You can add it to your stories on Instagram and tag me so I can see, or you can send it to me on my email. If you have received any of my freebies, like the All About Lymph that I talked about a couple weeks ago, or my Hashimoto's 101 guide, which is a free thing, it's the link to get that is down in the show notes every single episode. If you've received that, you have my email address and you can shoot me an email and show me your own process art. All right, so that is the beginning of this painting and drawing theme. Another one would be string art. Have you seen that? Where you dip a string or a piece of yarn or something in some paint and then you drag it across a canvas, you know, and when I say canvas, I mean anything that you want to write on or draw on. It could be paper, it could be an actual canvas, whatever. And you draw that paint-filled yarn or string across to make a beautiful picture. Again, it's just about the process. The same thing with those acrylic pour paints where you fill a cup with different colors of paint and then you pour it over a canvas and make this beautiful multicolored picture. 
And it's not a picture of something, it's just a picture. And then there's the painting and drawing where it is a little bit more goal oriented or it's process oriented. You know, using watercolors or acrylics or a coloring book, all of these, it can be product oriented or you can do it process oriented. If you don't know where to start on this, whatever platform you're on, whether it's YouTube or Instagram or Pinterest, you can type in process art and then the medium that you would like to use, watercolor or acrylics or whatever, and you will get so many ideas of process art. And again, know yourself. When I am coloring, I know that using colored pencils are going to be more relaxing for me than using crayons or markers. Colored pencils are my go-to if I'm going to be coloring. I also know that if I'm doing something that has a lot of patterns, then my thinking brain starts to overthink things and I start to think about primary colors and secondary colors. And do I have any little um, parts that are touching that are the same color? And I way overthink it and it is not relaxing. So when I am going to color for relaxation, I have to give myself permission to not be perfect. Sometimes I just need that permission. I have to give it to myself. I can't get it from anybody else. I have to get it from myself, from myself, to not be perfect, to just enjoy the process. And for a lot of the coloring things that I do, I haven't colored in quite a while actually, but during COVID I did. And I had to give myself permission to not finish the picture. Because what I wanted to do was just spend some time coloring. And when I was done spending that time coloring, whether the picture was done or not, I was done. I just gave myself permission to just be done. I didn't force myself to finish the picture because then it was no longer relaxing. And that's okay. Know your limits and give yourself permission to just be done. It's okay. This is process art, not product art do what is most relaxing for you. And I feel like I say that all the time because you are in control of your health. You are the only one who can really take control and who can figure out your next step. You have other people on your team, a lot of experts and people who want to help you grow in your health and take the next step on your journey of health. But really, it comes down to you and knowing what's going to work for you, accepting the input and asking for help, but knowing your boundaries, your limits, what you can incorporate right now in this season, in this time, with these resources, what is going to work for you. And of course, I have coaching sessions and you can ask me for help and together we can figure out your next step on your own health journey. So let's go back to the texture things. I talked about watching uh, potters on Instagram and Play-Doh. So other texture things that you can do, of course, Play-Doh and actual clay. Uh, but what about baking? I love to bake bread. I have not baked bread much since I quit eating gluten. Now when I eat gluten, it lowers my migraine threshold and I do not want to give myself a migraine. So I don't bake bread anymore. And I have not mastered a gluten-free bread 
like that actually has your hand in the batter and kneading and oh that kneading it's so soothing because you're just doing the same thing over and over you're pushing it down you're squeezing it together you're folding it over it's so soothing so make some bread that can be process art even though yes it does have an end result if you have kids, if you've had teenagers in the past five years, you've probably experienced some slime. Making slime is fun and then playing with slime. That's just process. Is it process art? Well, I don't know if there's any art to slime, but it's just process. It's, it's again, feeling the slime and folding it over and kind of fidgeting with it. It's a tangible way to de-stress. The fifth category that I have for you is nature. Whether this is being out in your garden. Do you have a garden? If you don't have a garden, if you live in an apartment or somewhere where you can't have a garden, you know, you can just plant some planter boxes. You're not going to be able to do weeding in there. Uh, not that anybody really likes weeding, but sometimes doing the same thing over and over can be soothing. So is gardening soothing for you? Or maybe it's working with the products of nature, like using pressed flowers and making crafts. You can use pressed flowers in painting activities. You can actually just make art with pressed flowers. Again, just go on the internet and do a search for process art and then incorporate your medium that you would like to experiment with. Maybe you want to learn pressed flowered stuff, or maybe you want to explore one of the other different things that I've talked about. The internet is such a wonderful tool. We are so blessed to live in this time where we have so much creativity literally at the tips of our fingers. We can access experts and we can learn so much. Let me know which of these tips you are going to implement and how you are going to improve your own health by decreasing the stress in your life with tangible things, not just deep breathing, not just aromatherapy, but things you can actually touch and hold. I'll see you next week on the podcast. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional.